Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Philippians chapter 3. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so, somehow, to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all of this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some points you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. Paul's initial instruction in verse 1 is, Rejoice in the Lord! What an interesting admonition. The Apostle Paul speaks to the Philippian church and to the church of all generations. Rejoice in the Lord! Then he goes on to warn about Judaism in the church, or the Judaizers in the church, those who wanted to assure the Gentiles that they had to first become observant Jews 
to appreciate the Jewish Messiah and to become part of the kingdom of God. Paul says in verse 2, watch out for those dogs, speaking of the, the Judaizers, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision. When he says mutilators of the flesh, he's talking about those who insist on male circumcision. He calls them mutilators of the flesh. And then he says, we, who are the believers in Christ, we are the circumcision. We who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. And then he goes on to say, though I myself have reasons for confidence in the flesh or reasons to boast. And Paul gives his religious pedigree, if you will, as a Jew. He says, some think they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh. I have more. I was circumcised on the eighth day. And this is in the law of Moses, that uh, every male Jewish child is to be circumcised on the eighth day. Paul said he didn't get circumcised as an older believer, but he was circumcised according to the law of Moses on the eighth day. He writes, he's of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, one of the original 12 tribes, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. Now, in Paul's day, the Pharisees were the most strict religious sect of Judaism. And so Paul was an observant Pharisee, very careful to regard the different tenets and teachings of Judaism scrupulously, and all of these things he did before coming to Christ. As for zeal, persecuting the church, once again, as a Jew, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. So Paul was saying, inasmuch as a Jewish man could be righteous through Judaism, Paul was the example of a righteous Jew. But he goes on to write in verse 7, But whatever were gains to me in Judaism, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And so Paul says, knowing Jesus is all that matters, friends. It's all well and good to be Jewish if you come into the world Jewish. Before you know Jesus, praise God, you came into the world Jewish. It's good to follow the laws of Moses before you know Christ. But once you know Christ, you're born again into another kingdom. Once you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you confess with your mouth that he's your Lord and Savior, then the Son of God brings the seed of eternity into your heart. You're born again. You see, friends, before the coming of Jesus, there were only two categories of people on the planet, Jews and Gentiles. Jews had been given away to the knowledge of the one true God through the tenets of Judaism. Gentiles could come to the knowledge of the one true God, but only through Judaism, only through the sacrificial system of Judaism, only through faith in the law of Moses and a, a careful observance to the covenant that was laid down at Mount Sinai. But after the coming of Jesus Christ, there's a third category, what the Bible refers to as the one new man, both Jew and Gentile in Christ, born again with the seed of eternity by the precious Holy Spirit, implanted in our hearts because of what Jesus has done for us at the cross. And so Paul writes, the tenets of Judaism, though they are holy, though they were wonderful, though they were a way to experience the one true God, with the coming of Christ, another category has been made. That is, those who are in Christ Jesus, those who are of the kingdom of God through Christ, are able to experience a relationship with the one true God of the Bible. Paul goes on to say, 
I consider all things garbage so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And so Paul says it's by faith and faith alone, faith in Christ, that we obtain righteousness. He goes on to write, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in the sufferings, become like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. So that's available for you and I, friends, just as it was available for Paul. The power of the resurrection, faith in Christ, and life everlasting in Christ. In verse 12, he writes, Not that I have already obtained all of this, or have already arrived at my goal. So Paul is saying, This is something that he still desires, something still before him, the power of the resurrection of Christ, participation in his suffering and becoming like him. These things were still before Paul, and they're still before you and I. But he says in verse 13, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward that which is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, this is very significant. Paul says he forgets those things that are behind and strains towards what's ahead. Now, remember what's behind Paul, the martyrdom of Stephen, the jailing of Christians, the breaking up of homes, the chaining of men, women, and children, and dragging them away in incarceration. If Paul meditated on all this every day of his life, he'd be almost incapacitated with thoughts of shame and guilt and so forth. But Paul says he doesn't look at those things. He forgets what's behind, what's under the blood, and strains towards what's ahead. Now, I have a friend. I'll tell you about him in depth some other time. But he was a warlord in West Africa. He was raised in a coven of witches. He was raised literally to do human sacrifice. I was raised in cannibalism. They did religious rituals where they killed young children and then they cannibalized their bodies. He was raised for this. And At the age of 26 years old, he came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, if my friend were to meditate regularly on the people that he killed and the lives that he destroyed before he was a Christian, it would be debilitating. In other words, he really did those things, but in Christ, he's become another person. I know him well. I've ministered with him frequently in various parts of Africa. He loves Jesus, but his past is unlike anybody you probably know perhaps anyone you will ever know. He literally was responsible for the deaths of many, many people in a very wicked and heinous way. And yet, the Lord Jesus showed him mercy. He was born again. He named Jesus as his Lord and Savior when he came to the knowledge that Jesus is really God. He repented from his sins, and to some degree, he tried to make amends to those of his victims who remained and the families of his victims who remained. But his history is his history. Paul says there should be no rearview mirror for people that are in Christ. In other words, my friend's story really happened. It's part of his testimony. But like Paul, we must forget those things that are behind and strain towards what's ahead. We must press on to the goal of winning the prize for which God has called us in Christ Jesus. And so, friends, maybe you have a past. Maybe you have things you're ashamed of. Maybe you have things that if you really meditated on your broken marriage, your broken family, your broken promises, uh, your thefts, your alcoholism, whatever it is, you know, you know what's behind you. 
If you meditated on those things, they would disqualify you from moving forward in Christ. But Paul says we've got to forget those things that are behind and strain toward the mark in Christ Jesus, the high calling for which he's called you. Lord, I pray that the listeners today and I would be able to press forward in Christ because of the grace he's shown us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.